0: So the big question is this, how do people like us who have belief systems embedded in our subconscious mind by the age of six, belief systems that create our experiences, affect how we feel, who we are, and how we behave? How do we strip our layers that are limiting and expand into success? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Kate Astle, and welcome to The Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Strip Podcast. I'm going to start today's episode with a recommendation and before doing that, I'd like to welcome back Rod Fardell to The Strip. Rod is a personal trainer and health and fitness advocate. He joined us on episode 27 where he spoke about how we can expand through movement. Hey Rod and welcome back.
1: Hey Kate, thanks for having me and I'm really looking forward to giving my recommendation particularly when looking at our current circumstance again from not only the COVID um, or COVID itself and people still looking at isolating, um, that we're still in the position where at times we're spending a lot of time back inside. And that recommendation is Ted Lasso, the series Ted Lasso. Uh, that was originally referred to us by your good friend Lillian Walsh, who you've had, I believe, on the strip.
0: Yeah, Ted Lasso is such a great show and I think um, a lot of the themes are the reason why we're recommending the show and it has a lot to do with expansion. So for those of you that haven't seen Ted Lasso, it's about a small-time American football coach and he's hired to coach a professional football club in England despite having no experience coaching football. What are some of the themes that touched you most when watching the show?
1: Glad you asked. So, look, I think, you know, your amazing podcast, you talk about peeling back the layers and where you, and I won't tell you guys too much about it. We'll just talk about a couple of the themes that actually, once you've watched it, applying back to your own life, which is something I truly didn't expect um, once we had the recommendation. But some of the interaction that come through the characters and the storyline was just phenomenal and, Um, to go through a couple but one to kick it all off was talking about having the most happiest animals on the planet can anyone guess that Kate the happiest
0: animal is a goldfish and why is that because they've got a 10 second memory
1: yeah and look I think when they were looking at the reference to that um, it's so often that part of human nature is that we hold on to things and then we don't let them go and I think when you think about the goldfish, well, him, which I had no idea at the time (laughs) he was talking about it, but, you know, it does make a lot of sense that we do go through a lot of phases and interaction, and personal situations where we hold on to a lot of things that can create a lot of tension, a lot of angst, a lot of wasted energy to ourselves, um, where that 10 second rule is basically being able to let things go and, I think you know with Ted and his character, he also um, within his group you know, there was a the interaction between um, him and a number of male characters as part of his coaching squad because he is a coach as part of his lead character in the role, and when he formed what they call the Diamond Dogs which I thought was absolutely fantastic too because it talks about male mental health and male interaction and male, I suppose, ability to sit there and and talk and get opinions and advice, sometimes no advice but and listening, but just getting feedback from each other in relation to situations they were going through with their life.
0: I think the Diamond Dogs opened up or promoted men's mental health. So it promoted them getting together and talking about issues that they're facing and then as a community or as a group collectively giving each other feedback based off their past experiences, based off the best interest of the person who came to them with the issue and then providing them with advice. But in one of the episodes they even just created space for that person to talk about the issue. There was no resolution.
1: No, that's right, and they do it in such a a kind of lighthearted way that they don't change their own personalities. They don't pretend to be anything they're not when they're listening and or giving advice, Um, and it's interesting that a lot of the time that that advice is coming in play, they nearly tell a story to actually not fix the issue but give the other person who's having the problem think about it from their own storyline so they tell a the story on top of a story so to speak which was absolutely fantastic and the howling
0: <laughs> and the howling to finish to finish the meat if you've been listening to this podcast for a while i routinely speak about limiting beliefs and one way to rewrite limiting beliefs or have you look at a situation or a story in a different way is by actually telling another story So telling a story that rewrites that limiting belief or shows you that whatever it is you're thinking is actually a limiting belief and not factual. So I think that that's really great as well. And the other thing that the Diamond Dogs do is they listen without judgment. It's a safe space for everyone to talk. No one's criticized. No one's laughed at. No one is made fun of. It's a serious circle where you can come to them, open up about any issues that you're having, and have the topic either one just listened to, or discussed and have advice given.
1: And it was funny because in you know a lot of the situations that arose were ad hoc, so some one of the guys would come in and say something, and then they would want. One of the others would simply go, oh, we need to call a meeting, official meeting now of the Diamond Dogs, everyone in attendance, shut the doors. And then they would just bring about the problem that was there with the door shut and then they would go through the process of listening and then talking and then and then going from there, which I thought was absolutely phenomenal. I think it was just about limiting beliefs and as part of the show, the coach, his lead motivational word was actually believe which he wrote in big letters on a piece of a piece of cardboard and stuck above his office. So, which I thought was absolutely fantastic as well, having that that there and having that in front of him I thought was a magic thing for a lot of the players and coaches and, at, particularly at times when they were getting beaten and those things, that they lost that belief in themselves. So, which was really really nice.
0: One of the other themes that hit home for me was forgiveness. There was a lot of things that happened in the show between the characters where they didn't always do right by each other and in the end they always owned, so firstly accountability, they owned what they'd done and then they went to the person and apologised. There was no hard feelings. There was forgiveness that was demonstrated and the like the goldfish, 10 seconds later the relationship had kind of mended and come back together and in some instances the relationship between the characters had grown stronger from the situation. What other themes did you see in the show that prompted this recommendation?
1: There were so many themes and as an individual you'll see different things that probably relate back to yourself. One of the greatest, well, one of the greatest scenes part of it was they had a situation where it shows the the part of someone who's very judgmental and how he points out that instead of being judgmental, you should be curious. So rather than sitting there judging someone very, very quickly, which a lot of us can do, I know at times I can definitely get that so of seeing something, hearing something, and I'll be on the judge rather than actually being curious. Um, and in the situation where you're watching the show, you'll pick it up. I'll tell you, <clears throat> it's about it's in the dartboard scene, but it's a great moment that identifies how important it is to ask questions. How important it is to be curious about something from the person involved and/or the situation, rather than just prejudging. And once you've done that, it just definitely opens up a whole world of openness and a whole world of you being open-minded.
0: Yeah, definitely. Be curious. Yeah. And I think that scene just promotes it um, in a nice way in a situation that's very relatable, as most of the situations are. But I think it's, um, yeah, it's delivered in a really smart way.
1: Absolutely. And look, I, I think another strong theme was the tilt at improving ourselves uh, mentally he, part of the part of the, the one of the scenes again was the club had organised a clinical psychologist to come in and assist with the players in relation to their mind and their focus uh, when it comes to actually playing in the top Premier League of soccer in England, and the coach was a little bit wary, was very agitated about having them there. And we didn't realize it at the time, but the coach was struggling with his own demons. And when the episodes unfolded, and it come, you know, it showed us that Ted was human. You know, when we started to see this the the, the series unfold, it was like Ted had this amazing insight and enlightenment as a super coach in relation to helping others identify within themselves and become better people, become better players, and. Um, which was perfect, like it was so good to see uh, on that level. But to identify that he had his own dramas that was that come out, but it took quite some time. It wasn't just an easy opening, but it took some time. And when it did come out, they just identified that when we are and we do need help, that we shouldn't be afraid to put our hand up to actually get help, Um, no matter who you are, no matter what role you're in, even if that role is, you know, someone who is there to coach and motivate and and to assist people be better. Sometimes it's you that needs to take that time out for yourself to do that.
0: There were so many themes with that scene. I think another one was the limiting beliefs surrounding Ted initially with his belief in um In seeing a psychologist so firstly he didn't believe in that because of his past experiences it also showed that even if you pay a psychologist to help you they still care so there was this belief around exchanging money for help they're only helping you because you're paying them to not that they actually care but the reason why they've gone into that industry is because they care about helping people
1: yeah, and he had previously had a bad experience with that too. So it took him that period of time to again open up to that. But it was it was a great a great scene. Yeah. So I am definitely strongly recommending for everyone to actually watch the show. I think if we had more TED LASSOS in the world, and once you watch the show, you'll identify that just how big a difference you can make to others just by doing the little things in their lives to assist them. And sometimes we forget that. So we can definitely make not only yourself better, but you can actually help others by doing little things. And one of those things that were identified with the show was just by expressing happiness, by expressing joy, by thinking of others, by doing little things for others that they don't expect. Taking that personal touch at times when you know they need it.
0: If you guys end up watching Ted Lasso because of this conversation, please let me know, slide into my DMs, let me know what you think, what your biggest take-home messages were. And by no means we're not advocating that you go and binge watch the series, but it's definitely something that we did. We just fell in love with it and thought that it needed to be shared.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thanks, Kate. And now to get into today's conversation. On this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to live by design and not by default. Ask yourself this, if you could, would you change anything about your life? There is a good chance that even if you are happy with most of the things that you have around you, you would still make some changes to your current life. Some of these things may be small changes that are easy to implement, but what if you feel that you may need some more significant change? For sure, this can be somewhat overwhelming, and there is a much greater chance that you will find it harder to be motivated to make those seemingly impossible changes. I am here to tell you that this doesn't have to be the case. It is hard to change your life, but you need to realize that even the biggest dreams, even the most major of lifestyle changes, can happen. You just need to make some smaller tweaks to get there. What does to live by design mean? This is where the idea of living by design rather than by default. When you live by default, then you are reacting to the things that are happening to you as and when they are happening. You don't take control over what happens in your life. You just go through it, experiencing whatever is thrown at you and feeling that there is nothing that you can do about it. Living by design in comparison is where you do whatever you can to take charge of your life. You make decisions that impact how you feel and what happens to you. Or at the very least, you practice things such as mindfulness, which allows you to react to situations in the right way. It is good for all of us to try and live our lives by design. So if you want to know more about how you can do this, I have put together my top tips on how to live by design. Firstly, have a sleep routine. You may think that sleep routines are for children, but this isn't strictly true. Yes, sleep routines will help children feel ready for bed and get the right amount of rest, but they can be just as useful for adults too. If you teach your body and your mind that it is time to wind down for bed, then you are going to be in a much better place to get some sleep. Think about what you want to do before you go to bed and make sure that you do that, whether it's having a warm cup of milk or settling down with a good book. Number two, be mindful. Mindfulness is recommended for various aspects of our lives. Be that positive mental health or simply finding a connection with the world around us. If you want to make active choices in what happens to you, then being mindful is a key part of this. Rather than worrying about what might happen or what has happened in the past, If you focus on the moment that you are in right now and how you are feeling at that precise point in time, then you're going to be better placed to deal with whatever life wants to throw at you. Number three, set some boundaries. How you let others treat you can be a massive part of what happens to you during your life. It is very important that you have boundaries between what you will do and what you won't do. Think about how you can help those around you and how you can support them without it having a detrimental impact on your life and your emotional wellbeing. Once you know what you can offer, then set some boundaries for yourself. Tell people what you can do above everything else. Don't be afraid to say no. It might not be what the other person wants to hear, but it is what you need to say. Number four, say your desires out loud. How can you ever know what you want in the long term if you don't say them? This means that one of the best things you can do to try and give yourself the chance to change your life is to say your desires out loud. Not only will you be able to remind yourself of what it is that you want to achieve, but you will also be telling those around you what it is you want to do. They will know where you are heading and they will, so long as they positively impact your life, want to go with you to get there. Number five, be aware of your values. We all have personal values that form a massive part of who we are and what we do in life. This means that you should make sure that you are aware of which values appeal to you the most. When you know what you value, then you can start to find ways to unlock who you really are and be ready to be true to that person. You can also ignore any of the thoughts that other people have of you and then, in turn, what they project onto you or assume is true for you. Number six, practice gratitude. To make sure that you are thinking about how to change your life for the better is to be grateful for what you already have. Gratitude is essential to practice in your life. Not only does it give you the chance to sit back and think about all the good things that have happened to you, but it also sets you up for all the good things that are going to happen. Being grateful for what you have will also teach you that you can still find something suitable even in the most negative of situations. Number seven know what you are good at and own it. We all have talents and abilities that we can do well. All too often we don't recognize these talents as being something positive, as something to be proud of, but we should. Recognizing what sets you apart from everyone else in the world and how that makes you unique can go a long way to changing your future path. If you know what you are good at and own it, you can work these gifts and talents into your future efforts. You can think about how to use it to your advantage and then get yourself on the right course. Of course, if you are still learning what it is that you are good at, then you could always ask others what they think. You may be surprised not only at learning about how they see you as a person, but also hearing these kind words from people that you care so much about is always going to make you feel amazing inside and out. And number eight, create your blueprint to live by design. Living by design is an action, so don't just talk about it. Set up small objectives which lead you to your ultimate goal, your ideal life. Break down what needs to happen daily, weekly, and monthly. Remember, as you continue on this journey, your excitement will build as your mini goals are achieved. If you would like help in creating your blueprint to live by design, you can book in a one-hour session with me for $90 for the month of January. To inquire, please email me at kate at kateastle.com. As you can see, it's really important to make sure that you know how to take charge of your own life. However, the good news is that there are so many ways that you can do this and turn things around. Don't just wait for good fortune to come to you and transform what it is that you hope for. Do whatever you can to change things for yourself. Be the person you want to be and achieve the things that you want to accomplish in your future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Check the show notes to links to information from today's conversation. And if you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at Kate underscore on Instagram and send through a direct message. As always, stay true to you.